I'm Sammy. I'm Michelle. And I'm Celia. Welcome to this week's episode of Crazy Talk. The title of today's episode is Expanding Empathy. People call me crazy. There's about 33 people that you have the opportunity to empathize with. I found it easy to empathize with Rituals by Libba Bray, I believe. Um, just the way that she wrote her story as a script and putting a character and a voice behind OCD and anxiety made it really easy to empathize and see exactly what she thinks on a daily basis and in this case um, on her plane ride. I found it really easy to empathize with Victoria Schwab who wrote um, the Black Hole excerpt because she kind of talks a lot about her um, anxiety and her you know, with, like, her father who has type 1 diabetes, and I have a mother who has type 1 diabetes, so everything she was saying really resonated with me. Um, Whenever my mom is either, like, going, maybe going into a diabetic coma or going to, like, you know, crashing, her sugar's going down, she might pass out. If I'm not there when that's happening, I get really scared because I can't do anything about it. Um, like I was just on a walk with her when it happened and it was, it's just just so scary, but you also have to stay calm because she's freaking out. Um, so I completely understand where she's coming from with like her whole motto was like, be careful, be careful. She would always say that to her parents. Um, and I would always check with my mom. Like even when we were little, I was like, okay, so like you have sweets in your bag just in case you crash or like you have all this stuff you can take, right? And she's like, yes, Celia, like, I know how to manage this. I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> so I definitely understood her on that one. Yeah, um, the story I probably emphasized with the most was the Dear 14-Year-Old Milk, and he kind of just talked about how, or she, my bad, um, having, like, anorexia and body dysmorphia and how just because, like, you struggle with these things, it doesn't make you a bad person and how... Um, like the signs like she really got raw and like explained like the things you notice when you're going through these things like how your nails can become thin or when you stand up and you don't eat you get lightheaded and I just thought it was very like brave of her to like be that real about it and explain it because I also struggle with body dysmorphia and it's something you can't really control like no matter what people tell you or what you see in the mirror it's not what your head tells you you look like and I just feel like it was very easy for me to like understand her and see where she's coming from. While reading this book, I feel like in particular there was this one story titled Fighting the War on the Home Front by Clint Van Winkle that personally myself and I'm sure Celia Michelle can agree that we couldn't really empathize with that well because we haven't really had the same experiences as him. And he kind of just talks about how he had like post-traumatic stress from war that eventually did develop into PTSD because it got worse over time. And he was kind of just talking about how his mind is always somewhere else and he, it's hard for him to be present in the moment. And he suffers from panic attacks, insomnia, depression. Um, I feel like as the more I read and the more he talked about what he went through, I did find it easier to empathize with. And I do think reading about it was, yeah, you know, a good exercise for empathy because it's something that I can't relate to at all, but he puts it in words that makes me at least try to. Yeah, it was definitely hard in the beginning when reading it because I just, I don't really know anything about, like, you know, PTSD. I've never had to struggle with it. But I really liked how he used, like, post-traumatic stress instead of post-traumatic stress disorder because he said it's, like, a natural way his body's reacting to an unnatural event. 
So I really liked how he's not looking at it as if he has, like, some disorder. Like, his body is doing a natural thing in responding to a traumatic event. I also liked in the story how he said, like, he made the point that trauma is trauma no matter where it's experienced. And I feel like after reading that, I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, I can feel for him and understand his feelings. Because although I haven't had the same extent, like, trauma is trauma. And it kind of was just really eye-opening. Yeah, I really liked that quote as well. I like it too because it's, you know, it can even be talking to us because a lot of trauma is invalidated, but, you know, it's just a nice foundation. In our experiences, reading has been an effective method to exercise empathy and even improve upon it. Um, I feel like even just what we were just talking about, the story fighting the war on the home front, it wasn't easy for us at the beginning of his story to empathize with him. But as he went on and told us more about it, we found it like we were able to empathize with him more because when you're reading, you're reading like about somebody's biggest struggles or like one of the most important events in their life. And you, you kind of feel like you're there with him, like when he was exper- when he was explaining what he experienced as a Marine um, abroad, you kind of felt like you could see things that he was describing. You were there with him. So it was a lot easier to empathize with him once he kind of explained all that. Yeah, I think the more vulnerable and the more, um, you know, even if though it's a heavy subject for almost everything in this book, the more vulnerable the author is, the easier it is to empathize and make a connection. Also, I feel like another story in a similar note I couldn't really empathize with as well due to, like, not having the same experience was The Driver's Ed by Mary Isabel. I was talking about growing up in an abusive home and how you can develop PTSD and how it like affected her and I myself have never had an experience like this so I found it hard for me to put myself in her shoes but I did feel for her and understand her feelings. So our big picture question for this episode is in what ways has learning about the stories of another increased your own capacity for empathy? While reading the five people you overhear when depressed at a Van Gogh exhibit they talked about how they heard one comment while they were looking at paintings when a man told his son how selfish suicide is. It's like the most selfish thing you can do to another person. I was always told this when I was little um, because I had a family member who committed suicide. And like instead of my parents saying, and not even just my parents, my entire family saying like, um, if you need help, you can get it. And like, we're here for you. It was more, this is such a, su- this is such, um, a selfish thing to do to the people who love you. And I felt like reading this finally hit home, like, oh, it's not it. You know, I, I I've been thinking about that for years cause it was just what was instilled in me. And I was just kind of like, you know, I don't really know if this is correct, but I've never thought about it that much. And then while reading this, like, I feel like that's kind of making a suicidal person's situation and struggle about yourself if you say that to them. Because really you should be focusing on like helping them get better and helping them find a way to, you know, improve their mental health when you're really just telling them like, oh, how could you do that to me? That would be so mean if you did that to me. So hearing them talk about that really helped open my eyes even more. That's like, I feel like it's just really making the entire situation about yourself when you say that to a suicidal person. Yeah, I can also totally relate to that because I also had somebody who in my family who committed suicide. And I think his whole life, you know, it was just a lesson learned that 
that's a selfish thing to do and that's you know not a good thing to do it's taking his problem and making it some a completely different problem and if he was able to get the help he needs um i think it could have been really helpful just for everyone yeah one story that really has increased my own capacity for empathy was The Pretender by Lisa Jacob. And I thought it was a cool perspective about um, a girl who, like, grew up on, like, on the TV. Like, she was always on set, loved being in front of the camera. Um, she talked about, like, she always moved around, never really settled in one place. Her main friends were people on set. And she talked about how, like, when she would go back to school, she would be, like, lost, really have any friends to talk to and one struggle she really went through was that she felt like people looked at her as like just one thing just like an actress instead like people would ask oh how was filming this with this person or did you meet this person but it was never like how are you today what's your favorite color what do you like to do and she felt more of like an item than a person and I feel like she really talked about how it's okay to grow out of things. Like, she loved being on the TV. She loved being in front of the camera. But as she got older and turned into a teenager, like, she would have anxiety attacks in front of the camera. So, like, everybody was watching her. And, like, the pressure really became too much for her for being on screen. And I think her message was cool that, like, even though you once loved something doesn't mean you always have to stick with it. And it's okay to grow and develop other things that you like to do. Yeah, that first part that you were talking about, like, it must be crazy. Like, we, I feel like sometimes we know ourselves so well. Like, we know everything about ourselves. And then you think of celebrities and you kind of only think of them as, like, one thing, like, their biggest role. And, you know, you don't really treat them as, like, more than one thing. Like, oh, it's Beyonce. Like, she's a singer. But, like, she's also a mother. She's a wife. Like, she's a friend. You know, she's so many different things and has so many different traits. And it must be hard as celebrities to deal with people who only see you as that one thing. So Kristen Bell, we may know her as Anna or from The Good Place. She wrote, I'm over staying silent about depression. And she really talked about how her mother had a lot of empathy for her and her mental illness and told her, you know, there's help out there. We're human. We all have bad days. We all have, you know, bad months or weeks and there's help and there's no reason to be ashamed for it. And I think Kristen Bell really put a lot of empathy in this writing, saying we're all human. We all go through this thing. You know, she said 20% of American adults suffer with mental illness. And it's just not something to talk about. And her talking about it, really just for anybody reading it, struggling with anything. It's something really, you know, it's meaningful to write something like this. Yeah, I think there is a great message behind it. Um, there was a quote that was in that section that really stuck with me it's like we're all on team human saying like she's empathetic towards everybody who struggles and even people who don't who are willing to understand like at the end of the day we're all the same you know which different scripts are in thank you for listening to this episode of crazy talk and hearing us share our thoughts about empathy tune in next friday to hear us speak a little bit about identity and how it makes us who we are